check, check. One check. Presented by Empire on PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. 13th, 13th, 14th of July, 2016, 12 o'clock Pacific, right now. This is the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Millville coming up. This weekend, round eight of Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships, and things just got spicy. Spicy. We knew Kennard is back this weekend in the 450 class. Dean Wilson is coming back, and James Stewart is coming back. The Stew is back. Brand new father. And uh, the number seven will be back. And his... Expectations for this weekend are anywhere from DNF, DNF to probably like a 6-6 on the day. I don't know if he could do any better than that. That might be the top end right now. So anywhere in between there, folks, if you want to go 6-6 or DNF, DNF, uh, you'll you'll have either one. So thanks to uh, Fly Racing and Fab for making this happen. Fly Racing, the original stretch fabric racewear, Fly Racing's third-generation light hydrogen line. Light hydrogen line is uh, the real uh, lightweight stuff, uh, minimalist design. A lot of riders will be wearing that this weekend uh, at Millville. Uh, it's what a lot of guys at the Nationals uh, wear. Uh, input from Fly riders like Kennard and Brayton and Short. The designers over there created non-restrictive minimalist racewear. that eliminates non-essential features and replaces them with a high-end breathable fabric. 34, size 34 pan only weighs in at 24 ounces. Flyracing.com. They got much more than gear, of course. Please check them out. Mountain bike stuff, hard parts, um, casual wear, uh, jet ski stuff, uh, ATV stuff, uh, everything. Flyracing.com. Check them out if you need something. They got a lot of stuff. It's really cool. Uh, this got me a new motor stand, too, for uh, my new project bike. So I appreciate those guys. NFAB. NFAB. Uh, big part of the Ampro. NFAB. Uh, Yamaha race team off-road team. Randy Hawkins. Uh, NFAB's title on that. They're a big part of the JGR team with Barsha, Pike, and Nicoletti. Oh, Phil. Oh, Phil. Hopefully you can put it together this weekend. Industry-leading six innovative styles of sidesteps, a vast array of light mounts and uh, pre-runner bumpers and, uh, and, and bed cages for late model. Imported and domestic trucks. Customize your deep truck or SUV with the market leading design and style from NFAB. Thanks to those guys. If you want a discount from NFAB, email us using the contact form on pulpmex.com. I will forward it on to Lance at NFAB, and they will hook you up in style for your truck. Okay, so today on the show, uh, Dan Truman from Athena and Get will be up uh, right away to talk some nationals. And then Jeff Emig, the great Jeff Emig, Husqvarna brand ambassador Jeff Emig. Seems weird saying that, but that, that is true. That's his new gig. And uh, we will see uh, talk to Fro later on about uh, the nationals. And uh, first up is Dan Truman. Taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down, literally running in here. Two minutes to showtime. Two minutes. Maybe the... 
quickest he's ever been, or the latest he's cut it. The Tis Legendary. Hey, Steve. Just like to keep you two minutes, t- bro. I like to keep you on your toes every uh, now and then. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Make you sweat a little uh, bit. Good timing with the intro, though. You fast forward the intro. <laughs> As it's I very was good. Driving here, yeah. I pulled my computer and got it where I thought it was going to be oh just my about God, right. And I freaking nailed it. Uh, big news with Stu coming back. My my guess: thirty-two DNS. So essentially a DNF DNS. It'll be late, late in no, the first moto. Yeah, okay, yeah. So he, he DNS first moto, but he's yeah. 32nd because he runs. That's, that's run, where it was. Right, yeah, right, there's right. other guys that drop out I before mean, him. I mean, honestly, okay, sure, I'll take it. <laughs> sure. I, I can totally believe that. It's not Yeah. It's not being a hater. Uh, 702-586-PULP, give us a call on the show. We're going to give away a Fly Revel Roost Protector. This thing's brand new from the folks at Fly Racing. Uh, we're going to give one away to a lucky caller. We've got a few lines open still. You want to talk some Millville? You want to talk some Southwick? Do you guys think that this is the start of an Eli Tomac revolution? Is that what you think? Is he going to come on and uh, start whooping everybody after his uh, great Southwick ride? Uh, what do you think of Stu? Do you think Stu can make it? Do you think Stu can do anything this weekend? Uh, give us a call, 702-586-PULP, uh, 702-586-7857. We will give the uh, the best caller, uh, Fly Rebel Roost Guard, and uh, you can be one of the first ones in the country to have it. They're, they're Like I said, they're pretty new. So we thank those guys from Fly Racing for coming on board, as well as NFAB. And you guys, your call, 702-586-PULP. We're also going to give away, let's do a random Pulp MX t-shirt to somebody. Can we do that? Let's do a random Pulp MX t-shirt uh, to a lucky caller as well. And uh, waiting for Raining Yellow to weigh in and call in for his thoughts on uh, on um, Stu coming back. Coming up with Dan Truman uh, from Get and uh, call that number, tits. Um, and uh, we're going to talk to him about uh, maybe some of the Get riders as well as uh, what he thinks about what is happening in the Nationals. Cooper Webb, three Nationals in a row. Got a points lead this weekend. Millville. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, Jeremy Martin and Alex Martin's dad own the track. They ride there a shit ton. So, what's going to happen? It's an immovable object versus irresistible force. Um, we should be interested to see what's going to happen with that uh, between those guys. I, I think the Martin brothers will, will get some revenge this weekend. I really do. Uh, I know Webb's on fire. But the Martins just know this track. Jeremy had a, Jeremy won one moto last year, then had a clutch bolt or something break or maybe a bolt fall out. I don't know. But um, it's going to be good. The two fifties are going to be very exciting. With me to talk about with me to talk about two fifties, four fifties, and everything else. Dan Truman, what's up, Truman? How are you? Good, good. good. Yeah, excited for the weekend. How's things at Get slash Athena? Uh, things are good. Things are really good. We pick up around this time with uh, Loretta Lynn's coming up with the Amateur National, and uh, you know a lot of guys. Uh, I don't know why, but they make changes before the biggest race of the year. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Um, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy. Everyone go buy a good ECU. Well, we would love to advertise for Get if you'd like it. Yeah, they're, they're starting to come around to you, I think. You made a trip to Italy. Oh, you know, yeah. You're starting yeah. to see their side. You haven't right. said anything bad about Caroli in a while. So. <laughs> Going to Making a trip to Italy is big. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, so uh, first up. Uh, and we're going to have Jeff Emig on later to talk a little bit, too. A uh, couple some news. Uh, Dean Wilson coming back this weekend. Trey Kennard coming back. Stu is in. And uh, Blake Baggett's going to be out. Blake Baggett, we, Racer X is reporting that he's going to be out for the Nationals with another shoulder injury. So uh, Baggett's going to be out. First up, Stu. I, start, I said at the top of the show, Dan, that if you tell me Stu goes 6'6 this weekend, I think that's the high water mark for him, putting together a 6'6". 
I would say, okay, and if you told me Stu went DNF, DNF, I would say, okay, either one works or anywhere between there. Like, realistically, Dan, like, what is he, what's going to happen? So, Stu is, he's the only Suzuki rider then? Yes. Is that, is that what we're being told? Yes. Okay. Um, I, if you tell me Stu goes 6-6, six, six, I think that's, that's awesome. I don't think he goes 6-6. Six, six. Okay. Um, I think that Stu finishes the races, though. I'm on that. I'm on that wagon. He's got to, doesn't he? But we've been saying that. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, my biggest concern is that I don't know what he's been doing. Um, he had a lot of time off, but I just haven't. You know, normally he would post stuff of him riding and things like that, and I just haven't seen anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know he had. A, I know he had a child, and you know, I know that takes a lot out of you. I don't see him inside the top ten. I just don't. But. When you say James Stewart, do you really think he goes 14-14? Well, does he, yeah, he doesn't just ride around in 14th. He doesn't. He's incapable yeah. of that. So that, That's the problem. I mean, we've seen it at Hangtown, the first moto. He was not, like, blistering fast, and and then it just was a mistake that bit him at team. I mean, he made it to the 15-minute mark before that mistake, and he was in, like, what, 10th, I think? When I that think happened. I want to say, yeah, I want to say 10th or 12th or yeah, something. Yeah, right around there. Yeah, so yeah. he wasn't – that wasn't what we expected, but that's kind of what I expect now from him just to kind of – put some motos together i mean in all honesty he has to get 25 points to keep the number seven so Dude, okay there's no way i mean we made a joke about this on our, on our pulp mx show there is no way anyone takes away that number it just doesn't happen you know the ama you know how that works nobody I feel like if cooper wins he should take it <laughs> i he mean it. that's ballsy but it ain't gonna do it it's not well, gonna I, happen so I, um <laughs> but I, yeah, I just don't see it. Uh, Kennard, look, Kennard's been riding a little bit, and he's coming back. He should be top five guy right off the bat. I agree. This is a good track for Trey. He's done well here in the past. Uh, he's come back from injury to this track and done well. I think he podiumed when he came back from injury. Um, and there's not a solid top three guy. Barsha and Tickle have been making an argument for it week in, week out, but I think Trey could be third this weekend. Yeah, I agree. It should be interesting. Do you think Tomac gets a little bit – I mean, these guys are all mental. We've talked about it over and over. Yes, it was deep sand, uh, but Tomac went 1-1 and passed Kenny both motos. He went 1-1 here at Millville beating Kenny a couple years ago, beating Ryan Dungey also. Is that – is he going to be closer? Are we going to see another moto win from, from Tomac? Eli had good starts this weekend, too, which was big. Um, I, he has to get a good start again. I think that that plays a huge factor. Yes, he can go 1-1. Obviously, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. I don't see it happening. I think Kenny I think Kenny wins a moto this weekend, and I even have Kenny to still win the overall. So, right. um, I think Eli's getting better, but I think that Kenny had his worst weekend we're going to see at Southwick. Dan Truman from Get and Athena on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. What about Dino? Now, you're buddies with him. You're tight with Dino. Uh, he's been on the comeback trail for a while. First of all, okay, he was in with Alden, then he's out with Alden. Then he's back in because Alden's training the guys, and now I hear he's not going to work with Alden. What's up with the Dean Wilson-Alden Baker uh, romance that's been going on over and over and over, on and again, off again? What's happening with that? Um, I believe they cycle by each other in Claremont, and mm. they don't say hello. Okay. So that's, right. We can throw that out there. All right. Um, Dean works with Tyler Rattray. Okay. And I believe that Dean wants to just stick to his program. Just stick with uh, that. Okay. He doesn't want to get involved in the in the other program. He still rides. I mean, they, they all live in the same neighborhood, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have seen Dean ride. I've seen him ride uh, last week and this week, and he's going fast. I just don't know. 
I'm a little skeptical about jumping into a series. You know, we're oh, seven yeah. races in, and and I think that's the biggest thing for me is jumping into a series where guys are they know their spot, mm-hmm. and then you guys got like even Benny Bloss, for instance, he got six last week. I still think he's a top ten guy this week, and. I don't know that Dean's going to jump in and just, like, he's going to see Benny and be like, oh, I should be ahead of him. But yeah. that intensity and that pace is fast right now. Yeah, I think if he finishes two motos inside the top ten, that's a good day. Yeah, I, I think that if he's inside the top ten, it's a great day for him. It's a building, it's a stepping stone to what he wants to do. He's got some good tracks coming up for him. He's good at Unadilla, and I think that he'll build from there. People got to remember that uh, he's been out since Anaheim 2. Anaheim too, a long time ago. And last year he missed, you know, he was out yeah. after round two or three as well. You know, if you yeah. look at the past outdoor results, his last few, he did do really well, though. Mm-hmm. You know, um, five, seven, so. As far as his next year for Dino, what do you think? What are you hearing? Like, uh, I heard KTM was maybe going to get four bikes on the track, but maybe not now. We th- we think Baggett's going to BTO, so that team is full. Because uh, there was talks about Dino, you know, getting on a KTM and staying with that team on a, on a good bike. So there's basically two spots at RCH. And there's a spot at JGR. I think Pike is going to go back, though. I, I do think that. And um, really, like, there's not much, and depending on what Yoshizuki does. So, like, what's Dino going to do? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. We talked about this, and Dean's, you know, pretty straightforward. He, we talked about it, and he's like, you know, I got I to gotta put in some results. But one good thing about Dean is, you know, like the old saying Mitch always said, we can work with speed. And, you know, he did win a heat race this year. He only raced two races, I think, or and he won one of them, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, people like that, and I could see a RCH, you know, you can say it's a little bit of a gamble because he's got injury prone maybe, but, I mean, you can't put that against them. He's he's won a national championship, 24 motos. That's that's hard to do. Um, I think he could go to RCH. I think that they would, uh, you know, it would be a good fit for him. Um, you know, he worked with Kyle Bentley and, and Aaron at Pro Circuit in the past, so mm-hmm. I could see him definitely going over there. Yep. Um, you know, I, I know the guys at JGR do like him, though. You know, they made him offer back. Back in the day, yeah. Back when he was moving up, and and I think Dean just wants to get us get some races under his belt and and uh, and kind of just stay healthy for a year. Yeah, it should be interesting to see because Bogle's still out there. I see, I can see Bogle at W uh, at the RCH because of the WMG connection. There's uh, a, there's I, there's five good guys, and there's depending on what Yoshizuki does because we don't know. It seems like. Yep. Uh, I mean, you got Tickle, Bogle, you have Pike, Wilson, and Brayton. Those are five good guys, yeah. and there's three spots that we know of. So, yeah, uh, and that's not counting, you know, Weimer, who was top ten in Supercross, who you know, right. he's, there's, he's good. There's there's so. so many dudes in two fifties that are killing it, and they those rides should go to four fifty guys that that are going to be sitting on the sidelines. But that's yeah, you know, I is, right? spoke to Kyle Chisholm this weekend, for example. You know, he doesn't have anything for next year, and and he can't ride a two fifty. So even if Mitch Baton was like, "Hey, Kyle, I'd like to give you a shot," he can't even race it. And that's I think the rule really needs to change there. Yeah, yeah, you know, I agree. So. Yeah, that we need to do something. Just I think we need to do something to get more rides and more guys up to four fifties. You know, like if you put this is another topic. We're not talking about Millville, but we need to de-emphasize the two fifties. Put them on. Um, Put them on a, 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 maybe a delayed TV program. Put them, you know, make them like like um, like the NASCAR, uh, not the Sprint Cup, but what's the next one? Whatever. Like the, the Bush Series, the Bo- Infinity Series. Infinity Series, and like yeah. uh, Formula One lights, and like yeah. the car, like like they're still important. They're still a stepping stone. Everything else, but let's get these big sponsors and big teams into the premier class against the best riders. You know, uh, too much ducking and weaving with two fifty guys. In yeah, I think it's a whole other topic, but I yeah. think with manufacturers and stuff like that, you know, Yamaha, for instance, they they 
wouldn't want to do that with Star Yamaha because they're winning. You know what I mean? Well, so, yeah, but um, too bad. You know, they're still good. They're still going to sell bikes. They're still going to get publicity, but not as much as the Premier guys. You know, because Dan getting eleventh in the uh, four hundred and fifty main event in Supercross is about. I, I don't know, three times harder than getting an 11th in a 250 Supercross main? Uh, way more. It's funny Four times? Because, five times? Uh, yeah. W- whatever. We have some guys that are out at uh, Milestone today, and, and one of the guys texted me and said, man, Noah McConaughey is really, really good. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, like he's legit. And I'm like, I know, but he gets like 20th on the weekends, and we just look at him like, oh, he got 20th. But like realistically, the guy is, you know, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, and, it's, you know, it's, it's a shame. It's funny when you look at that. No, yeah, it's it's a real shame. Um, all right, let's get to some phone calls here. First up, uh, Eric, what's up, Eric? How are you, man? Good. Hey, how are you doing today? We're good. What's going on? Hey, I was just wondering, uh, what's going on with Amart? Does he stand for TLD? Yeah, yeah, I believe so, Dan. Oh. Yeah, I, be- I believe it all got done, uh, you know, or is getting done. I-, I believe he'll be at TLD. Yep. And then, so... Um, I was listening to uh, the original and, and still the best uh, podcast uh, earlier, and they had made mention about um, Cooper Webb having a potential Martin on his team next year. What do you know about that? A potential Martin on his team? No. Next year? No. No, not going to happen. Amart TLD and Jmart is going to go to Geico. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, he, so uh, Jmart's doing uh, the 250 indoor, and if he does good, 450 outdoor. Um, I think 250 outdoor for sure in 16, and in 17 he he can go 450. It's an option, or he if he wants to. Excellent. I think All right, man, you guys covered it. Thanks a lot. All right, no problem, Eric. Thanks. That's what you get for listening to the original and still best show. I, I believe the original talk, maybe what they were talking about, was Yamaha was interested in making an offer to to Jeremy Martin for 250 Supercross and then to ride Chad's bike outdoors since they would already have a bike and everything. Yeah. Uh, and 450. I heard that, that too. That was the original yeah. offer, but he took the Geico offer. Well, because it's a little bit of political too, because if you're Yamaha, you're stealing Martin away from your 250 support team to ride yeah, 250 exactly. Supercross. So it's yeah. it gets a little sketchy. Uh, Chris, what's up? You want to talk about Eli Tomac? Yeah, man. What's up? How's it going? Good. What's going on? Hey, uh, did you hear what happened with his mom over the past weekend? No. Um, it was like we um, we heard a tale about Kathy Tomac, um, who had a run-in with a light finger fan at Red Bud. Um, somebody, a lady, tried to steal one of his jerseys um, outside his motorhome, and his mom called him. <laughs> wow, good. I, I did, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was on Transworld. I did not hear that, and good for her. And 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 yeah, she probably she's gnarly, so she's probably beat the guy down. So yeah, like it. yeah. Uh, how's it going, um, Jeff? Jeff, Who's is Emig on? No. Dan Truman. Oh, he's not? No, Dan. Less less titles in fro. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not as many, not as many right. titles. All right. Thanks, Chris. All right, boys. Have a good one. Thanks. Uh, yeah, anybody who takes steel stuff from the pits, uh, yeah, not not good. Not cool. He, pro- he probably could have asked for the jersey, and Eli might have gave it to him. I know, huh? Hey, Dan, you've been a mechanic for many years, just like myself, and we love the guys from JGR. You work with them closely for the get guys. Uh, but these DNFs, man, and I don't know whose fault they are. They're, you know, they're great guys down there. Dean Baker knows what he's doing. All the mechanics are good. Um, but these DNFs got to stop, man. They just – you can't – I've been on these high-level teams, and, Dan, you've been on teams too. You can't have pushing bikes off track repeatedly over and over yeah it's it's tough because uh obviously i do work really close with them and and um i i personally see every you know email um as early as saturday nights that dean does send emails and i i believe in their staff and i believe that 
it's all good. And I do know some of the DNFs, and they're actually not their fault. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, not to yeah, fingers anywhere, no, but no, they, no. Do have to, they do have to stop, you know? Yeah, no, I, uh, whoever's fault they are, they got to stop. It doesn't matter. Whether it's, yeah. a, it's, whether it's a supplier, a mechanic, um, you know, uh, whatever. You can't do it's, that. You can't. It's crazy because a, a lot of it does get pointed at, uh, you know, at the electronics because, you know, people are yep. like, oh, bike cut off electronics yeah, 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 and yeah. us being the big sponsor <laughs> with them. I get tons of calls, believe me. And, and uh, sometimes Jeremy gives me the okay to release, uh, you know, the information, hey, you know, it was this product just so it doesn't hurt us. But in the end, it just hurts somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's tough. You know, it's tough for the fans because they don't really see what's wrong. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think Phil lost his break. You know, that's a nobody's fault. You know what I yep, mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just no, uh, I get it. Stuff, but I agree. They have had more this year than um, than I, I think ever. Yeah, you know and, I mean? and I I know how it goes. Uh, you know, Yamaha's yelling at them. Why are you pushing yeah. our bikes off? And the riders are getting pissed. And yeah. the guys like you are wondering what's going on. Is it our products? You know what I mean? So. It's been tough. It's been a tough go for those guys. I hope they figure it out. I hope it's got to stop, though. Uh, one way or another, they can't be pushing their bikes but, you off. Know, and, you know. and then you go back to it, though. The riders do get upset. Phil gets upset or Wesson gets upset. But, you know, they've had some bad races that are on oh, their own fault. Don't you get know me, what I mean? Don't get me so started. Not, yeah, uh, don't get me started. I try not to point the finger too much at the team because when, you know, Weston's flipping down a hill or Phil's in some, with some fans, it's like, you know, it's not really always the team's fault. So it's tough. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, the riders riders are brutal that way. Like, Phil has done it. Phil has straight up said, well, I fall over sometimes, so whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, some of the other guys, not so good at handling that, you know? Um, so, oh, breaking news, too, from Racer X. Bogle's out this weekend. So And Jordan Smith out of the Geico team. So Bogle's out. Bogle? What yeah. happened to Bogle? I don't know. <laughs> um, Avocado running? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, Bogle is out from injuries occurred uh, at Southwick. The team is listing him as banged up. So, all right. Okay. So Bogle's out this weekend, uh, along with Baggett. Uh, but we got Stu and we got Trey and we got Dean Wilson. So, for a guy who needs a ride, I feel like banged up. I'd be racing. Just uh, saying. Uh, maybe he's got one. Um, hey, so uh, also too t- talking about 450 class, uh, go- getting more into that. Do you think that uh, as far as silly season goes, do you think that JGR keeps Pike, or do you think they go elsewhere? I I, I lean towards them keeping Pike from what I hear. Um, I don't, I know he was in their final three. At least that's what I was told. Um, but the other two were really good guys. So, uh, I don't know. I he'd have to take a pay cut. Like yeah, I think that, yeah, throwing that out there. No, no, I think that's all. Yeah, they've already said that. You know, so if yeah. he's willing to take a pay cut, I think he's. I the team really likes him because he's easy to work for. I don't think he's real picky, and he, you know, he does his job. He's the number two guy. Just, mm-hmm. Justin, he goes to the races, and some guys have a problem with that going to the races and knowing you're the number two guy. Um, I know that you know Weimer worked really good with RV at Kawasaki, knowing that he was the number two guy. You know, right? Um, Tickle, but, I think Tickle's fine with being yeah, number Tickle's two guy. Fine, but I think Tickle's in the running for that JGR spot too. So, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, so Tickle, Wilson, Pike, I think one of them. I mean, you could even see Bogle there. Um, it's a tough spot. I think it's a good spot to be a team owner right now because yeah. I think you get these guys pretty cheap. No, that's what I wrote about. Uh, if I was Daybo and I said I would. Put 125 grand and give him a red button. Say first guy to hit this gets 125 and all your gear money. Yeah, you know? I mean because you you can make 300 grand after that, and uh, I mean that's a good payday. Yeah, you know I mean? no, absolutely. Um, I think I do you see do you see the Bogle thing working at RCH? Like I said, because of WMG, I just think it makes that's what these guys do, man. They they make it happen. I, I know, you know, I know you you've said that a bunch. Uh, I've listened to it, but 
Yeah, I could see I could see RCH being Bogle and Wilson or yeah. you know, but then what does Brayton do? Brayton's really good in Supercross and people like that, sponsors like that. Yeah. So true. Brayton won uh won some heat races last year and uh, at least one and he leads laps. Uh he's yeah, no. for two podiums. So I feel like one of these teams but has to go for Brayton, but I don't think yeah. JGR, JGR doesn't take Brayton back. No, they don't. not three times. They can't do yeah. that, can you? So <laughs> if Yosh Suzuki has a team, though, maybe they get Brayton. You know what I mean? I know they like him. I know they've talked to him. I don't think they know what they're going to do, though. I was talking to somebody from Suzuki this week, and I said, what are you guys doing? And it was, we don't know. Yeah, we I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> we work pretty close with Suzuki Japan, and uh, it seems like they just don't know their program yet, whether they're going to go 250 or 450. Um, you know what? The, you know what I heard. I don't know how true it is, but I heard the bo- Roxon's bonuses are not insured. Suzuki has to pay them, and that is affecting their 2017 budget because they are going broke paying Roxon's bonuses. For, <laughs> and like, I heard it. From, I heard it from a pretty good source. So, like uh, cheering Eli Tomac on every I weekend. Know, right? <laughs> like, come on, man. We want to hire some guys next year. Stop winning. So, because you know the insurance stuff is stopped a lot of times now. It just doesn't work. It you know it's not worth it for these elite guys. Yeah, so, it's tough to do the insurance policies on the guys that are winning because the insurance companies aren't even taking them. No, yeah, they're, they're, they've gotten smart. Our buddy Reed uh, took them to the cleaners, so I think they yeah they got smart. Uh, Victor, welcome to the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Uh, what's your question about James Stewart? Hey, Steve. Um, just wondering for sure if he's making his own team, or I mean, I don't understand with Yoshizuki, is he? I don't know, Dan. I was told that, or I mean, I was told that his contract with Suzuki was an option but it was Suzuki's option that's what I was told he has to get top five in either series to get automatically renewed and that yeah, ain't happening so, so. to make oh, it his Jesus option no. he would have to have gotten top five in either series that's not going to happen so I think they would have to re-sign him um, what about look, okay the latest he, okay sorry I interrupt you go ahead I'm Dan. just saying where, where could he go though what, dude I don't know Victor do you have any money for him to start a team or anything <laughs> I wish. Um, I help out if I could. I heard. I heard the latest. I heard was maybe get some bikes from Suzuki and do his own thing with Mookie. But then I've heard Mookie and a Geico Honda 450. Um, I, I don't know, man. I really. That's a huge question mark. And like, <laughs> what would you pay him, Victor, if you were a team manager? Like, he wants big dollars because he's James Stewart and he certainly has the record. But I could not write that check. I couldn't be like, yeah, oh, man, let's do it. You know. <laughs> So I went a lot of expected James Stewart team with Mookie. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. I don't know what he's gonna do, uh, Dan. You know, Dan, you didn't even bring him up when you said there's four riders left. You know, like yeah, that, I, I I don't even put him in that category of those five guys. I feel like he'll get something whether he does it on his own or not. But I don't think JGR. Obviously, he can't go there. Um, you know, from the past, he right. can't go to Kawasaki. You know, they're full and the past. Um, well, Red Bull too. Yeah, he's got to yeah, exactly. keep the Red Bull money. It's just—he's not going to KTM. You know, where can he go when you put it on paper? And it seems like Suzuki is the only place he can stay, or do something on his own on Honda, which we've heard. But it would be—he would have to bring a sponsor, and I, I've heard Bass Pro Shop was the sponsor um, that they were working on, and I don't know that it went through. So. Um, yeah. So okay. I, see, I, I see. I heard, that's funny, Dan, because I'd heard that Bass Pro Shop was something Suzuki was working on. So maybe it's a maybe he brought maybe he brought it. I don't Suzuki know. Then. Who knows? You know, maybe he's like, hey, listen, uh, if I bring you the sponsor, you guys got to sign me. I mean, we we've seen it with other riders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? so. uh, Victor, are you a Stu fan, or are you just wondering? 
till I die, man. Can't help it. You were raining yellow. Which one? Are you, are you a bigger fan than raining yellow? I mean, he's, mm, I wouldn't say that. But yeah, that's creepy for sure. Yeah, um, exactly, dude. I don't know. It's been rough for you guys, uh, you fans of Stu, and I don't know what he's going to do next year. I yeah, I don't know what he's going to do this weekend, Victor. <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. Maybe that's what keeps me interested. Hey, the last time he rode Millville, he won. I'm just going to drop the mic right there. Oh my god! He won Millville with a one three or something last time he raced. So. Damn, I didn't even remember that. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Victor. Yep. Thank all you. Right. Bye. Poor Stu fans, Dan. It's tough because, you know, we've all heard the Geico-Malcolm thing, but coming from some pretty good sources, it sounds like Honda doesn't have a ton of parts with the earthquake. Yep. Um, so even if he did do a Honda deal or him and Malcolm did a Honda team, it seems like they wouldn't be on factory bikes, that they would be like kind of like when Chad started his team. They would have good bikes and maybe some parts here and there, but not factory bikes. Well, is Bogle's bike full factory? It, I'm pretty sure it's... I think I it mean, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Lars is building it in-house. Right. And weekend and, so he has everything so that he needs, yeah. It wouldn't be like that. It would be more like, I think, like when Chad did the deal, you know, or right. you know, I think something like that. Would, cause, would, um, would Mookie show a photo of a work shock and then put it on Twitter and say, why can't I get this? This is bullshit, like Chad did. <laughs> Yeah, probably not, but maybe. They're both pretty out there. I mean, Chad is very outspoken. You can't hate him for that, you know? like No. And I wish that our sport was a little different in that sense, you know? And the guy who won the MotoG, MotoGP street bike race, I know you're a huge fan. Oh, yeah, big time. You know, in the press conference, I mean, he says dickhead, and he says all kinds of stuff. Really, huh? Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, like, you can't say that in our sport. No, get, no, people lose their minds. People lose their minds. Uh, all right, man. Hey, Dan, thank you. Uh, thank you for your time on the show. Appreciate it. Uh, Moto 60 show presented by Infab Fly Racing. Uh, get an Athena, Dan Truman. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. All right. See you. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. 702-586-7857. We've got a few lines open. We're still looking to give out a uh, uh, Fly Racing Revel Roost card, which is uh, pretty brand new, right, Tits, I think? Isn't it? It is one of their newer products. Yeah, yes. it's a it's a chess pro you can wear. I think the arms off and underneath. It was introduced jersey. this year. Yeah, this calendar year. Yeah, so uh, call in everybody. We'll see what we can get. All right, our next guest on the phone this uh, right now is multi time AMA Supercross Motocross champion Husqvarna brand ambassador Jeff Emig. What's up, Fro? Welcome back. Good to be back on the show. What's up? Uh, just got done riding a milestone. Today. Oh, wow! Nice, nice. Yeah. Kind of, kind of cold. It's only about like ninety five right now, so I'm still waiting for it to warm up. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, uh, it was one hundred and thirteen here the other day. So, um, what uh, mm. what'd you ride today? What bike? Which 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 one? Uh, well, the only bike that I have right now is that TC two fifty. So oh, just okay. getting the feel of that again, and just I love it. I mean, I don't want to keep going on about it. This show ain't about <laughs> me, but I love it. That's great. Yeah, no, it's good. It's nice <laughs> to see. Um, okay, so you were. In the spot of Eli Tomac a couple of times, one with Larocco in '92 and one, one with McGrath in '96. Uh, you were clearly like way down in the points. Um, you've got some breaks. Mil- Jeremy hurt his uh, foot at Millville, and Larocco started having some DNFs. The point being, though, is you've been in the Eli Tomac position where you've got this points deficit. He just went one-one. I mean, I guess if back in the day when you were riding and racing. And what Eli has to do is just don't worry about it and focus on winning your motos. Is that kind of what you did? Is that kind of what you thought of? Well, I think at that point we're just taking it one race at a time. I mean, in 92, when LaRocco and I were battling for the 125 National Motocross Championship, um, I hadn't won an overall yet 
until I got the red bud ever in my career. And then once I figured it out, um, then I started winning some overalls. And um, where LaRocco had been pretty consistently fast and good in the beginning of the season, um, I struggled. I believe at the most I was behind was like 83 points, which is significant. And by, you know, by being, by putting the pressure on by winning, um, you know, it, Morocco was still wanting to win the motos, right? He was still, he wasn't thinking championship. He was thinking, hey, I should be smoking this guy. Right. Uh, because he, you know, for the most part throughout our career, you know, he actually had been better. And so problem, problem, you know, for me, I kept winning. And then for him, some things really started going wrong. You know, he, he had the mechanicals at, uh, at uh, Steel City and the final race. He'd been a shift lever mm-hmm. trying to pass t- uh, Tishner and, you know, things like that. Yeah. But you put, the, you put the pressure on by winning. And um, nobody wants to take second in every race and cruise on into the championship. You, you're there to win. You work hard enough to where that you are there to win. So, uh, you know, I've said it time and time again, if you, if you lose a certain amount of points in six races, well, you should be able to make up that amount of points in the next six. Right? So if you don't have your stuff together – by the halfway point, yeah, then you're then you're going to come up short no matter how much races you know how many mm-hmm. races you win. Um, but the problem is is that Eli had some bad results. You know, he was it wasn't like he was second to Roxon every race. Yeah, I think that it's going to be really tough for him to gain. You know, even if he won both motos, it's going to be tough for him to gain more than six points a race because Roxon is just outstanding, and you know. Uh, that's the type of track that Eli excels on. I I say we get uh, we they <laughs> get back to uh, um, you know uh, what's next uh, Spring Creek. Yep. And then so, some of the other tracks. I I say Roxon gets back on it. You know. So mm-hmm. Eli's going to need to seize an opportunity if Roxon has a crash or or something like that. He's going to need to seize that opportunity if he has a shot at winning because I think he's just too many points down right. Yeah, it's tough. It's going to be tough. So, yeah. uh, the big news this today, uh, Trey Kennard's back, Dean Wilson is back, and Stu is back. And we've been talking about James for a while. This has been unbelievable, uh, rough season for him. He's a new father. He's coming back to Millville. The last time he was there, he won. That was a long time ago, though. Um, what I'm, year was that? Uh, 2013. He, he beat. Uh, he went 1-3 for the overall. Um for some reason, RV went like 5-6, crashing both motos, and Dungey went 5-1. Um, do you think, like, I mean, he's got to just finish, right? But he can't seem to do that either. But if he just puts in two 10th-place motos, I think we'll all be like, okay, good, it's a start, right? Well, the first thing you have to do is finish both motos. You have to <laughs> right. take the checkered flags in both <laughs> motos. That's the bare minimum of what you're there to do. And unfortunately... Whatever the circumstances are with James, that has not been uh, something that he can do this year. No. Uh, you know, I've never seen anything like it ever since James uh, has been on the radar as an amateur kid. He has blown our minds, and he has done things differently, and sometimes he's frustrated us as fans. Sometimes he's amazed us. Um you know, but it certainly is not your average career, and he's not your average rider. So, but I mean, if you can't 
if you can't finish the motos, then you need to go back and prepare yourself until you can, or just don't show up. Right. I agree. You can't. I mean, it's, you can't it's, stop it's, and start. I, yeah. I mean, oh. I mean, you know, throughout Supercross, we kept adding up the stats, and it's like you know we're in our TV meetings for Monster Energy Supercross, and we're like, okay, he's made four percent of the laps this year, and he's rode like six races. You know, you're like, right, right. this is a, you know, and that and that and the problem is is that he is arguably one of the best. Well, he certainly is one of the best that has ever ridden in the sport. And so when you see him struggle like this, uh, you know, I think for industry insiders like us, we're baffled. I think for the fans, they're bummed out. They're frustrated. They, they feel bad for him because I mean, put yourself in issues. I'm sure this ain't how he wants it to go either. You know? No, no. I'm just, I don't, I don't know him enough about James and his inner workings and why, this has happened this year, but you know, the goal would be to finish both motos, no matter what position it is. Uh, Dean, that was me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean Wilson's coming back. He's been out since like a two, another torn ACL looking for a ride next year. Former national champion. Um, tough to come back and jump into the series though, huh? Oh yeah. You think he's going to have any arm pump? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Right. It's, uh, it's a very tough thing to do. Um, Sometimes guys seem to seem to uh, be riding and practicing at you know a really high intensity, and mm-hmm. they can make that jump back into the big pond uh, uh, fairly easy. But I just don't see it happening for any of these three riders that you mentioned. And and I mean for Dean, you know, he's been off with the ACL. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But you know, Dean is. Uh, I mean, it's no. You know, uh, no secret. Dean's a friend of mine. I really like the kid. I want to, I want to see him do well. And and I know that he, uh, when he hurt his knee earlier this year in Supercross, he he really felt like that, uh, that he might have blown some opportunities. Um, so now he's going to have to really dig deep and figure out what he wants to do with his life and his career. And and if he wants to, uh, you know, extend his career and and earn a ride on a team that's going to give him the proper support to where he can ride at his full potential, uh, then he's going to have to do something really good and he's going to have to impress everybody. If not, you're going to see him on a team that, um, you know, that may struggle with equipment and support and whatnot. And then it just kind of compounds things, you know, it's certainly, Mm -hmm. you know, we're riding for Red Bull KTM for the last couple of years. He's had the best of what there is to offer. So, He's got a lot of he's got a lot of pressure on himself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's get to the phones here. Uh, David, welcome to the uh, Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. What's your question for uh, Jeff Emig? Well, I got one question and a backup question in case it doesn't go anywhere. Okay. Um, I can see you traded a traded a Jake for a Jeff um, pop contract. Um, Jeff, I sent you a a picture on your Twitter page. It's a picture of you. It looks like you're on a Yamaha. You're going through a sand berm wide open, your handlebars are dragging the ground, your feet are on the pegs. Um, that's, was uh, that at a motocross designation or was that at a local AMA event? That's a famous photo, Fro. You've seen it a bunch. It's an amazing photo. I wish there was a color one of it. but Yeah, that, uh, that photo, and, and, he, and you actually had it right. It was a motocross denation. That's what they called it back in 1992. We were in uh, Manjimup, Western Australia. 
And that was taken. Uh, oh, that was ninety. That was ninety-two. In nineteen ninety-two, yeah. Oh, that's the B team. I actually squad. met the that's guy. I met the guy. Yeah, that was that was a B team. Lyles, uh, Fro, and Larocco. Yeah, yeah. There, there is an, an unbelievable story on uh, what the two guys that that the two uh, buddies that got that photo and how they worked together. Um, um, how the weekend that these guys had uh oh really being at the motocross oh. yeah yeah if you wow. uh um scott runtzman from monza imports he's our uh, fox and shift importer uh they are uh, monza is down in australia well scott runtzman and his buddy terry uh uh he scott wrote a story about it i'll get you the, i'll get you the uh I'll get you the story. It's yeah. the um, Australian Motocross Magazine. Yeah, send it to me. Story. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Oh, I thought Fought took that. I thought that was a Ken Fought photo. No, oh, no, no, no. This guy, Terry, uh, took it. It, it. it Just great. Like, these two guys basically conned their way into the event, said they were media. <laughs> oh, it's a, I don't, I don't want to Yeah, it, send me the link. I'll put it on Twitter. I'm going to find yeah. it. Yep, and then we'll put it on Twitter. Um, that's a great photo, though. Unbelievable photo, for sure. A little bit. Uh, the, this leads me into a second question, so you don't have to talk too much about the photo. Um, with it being the motocross this nation, uh, your 92 pick, who would you pick this year? What bike size and why? Because back in 92, uh, you and LaRocco were on 125s. And I don't, I don't remember who rode the 250 at the destinations that year, but uh, are you a big fan of dropping down into a smaller bike? Because no one seems to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think I think most guys can do it. it you don't see it happen that much. But uh, uh, LaRocco and I were riding 125s that summer. Uh, and what people don't realize is that Motocross of Nations was uh, in in the middle of the AMA championship. We still had two more races left here at home after that. But we had to, and we were battling for the 125. We had to be teammates for a week, for a weekend. Yeah. And so I rode I rode the 125. LaRocco rode a KX250. And Billy Lyles, who had been on the GP circuit riding a factory Honda 500, uh, rode, the, rode the big bike. And, and we were the B team. I mean, uh, Stanton, Bradshaw, Kodrowski, uh, a bunch of the A team guys, they just didn't want to go. So huh. we yeah, filled I, in. I remember that that year. Um, yeah. You know what, though, uh, David? Um, DeCoster doesn't put big bike guys on small bikes, but it happens in other countries a lot. And I've always said that I've talked about that. Put, I asked Tomac last year, would you go on 250F? He's like, yeah, for sure. DeCosta yeah, doesn't like doing that, but I, I, other countries do it all the time. Uh, Hurling's bumped up. Caroli bumped down. Um, you know, yeah, lots when, of when Caroli's bumped down. I was, re- I was interested that year. More than yeah. I think, yeah, it's happened. I, so I think we should start, uh, a petition to have Roger DeCoster impeached and have Steve Mathis <laughs> as the new Team USA team manager. Wait, though, I'm not a, a brilliant I'm, mind. I'm not American. That could be a problem. Oh, sh- that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, who, could, who could you have fill in for you? Uh, Timmy. We'll get Red Dog. You could have Tim Tim Ferry, and he could be the figurehead, and you could yeah, be yeah. his uh, counsel. Right, exactly. All right, David, thanks well, for calling, well, man. Well, thanks, guys. Have a good show. All right, thank you. Yeah, Fro, thanks, dig, up, dig up that photo, uh, story of that photo. That's great. Um, 702-586-7857, uh, looking to give away a Fly Racing Revel Chess Pro to uh, to a lucky caller today on the show. Emig47.com. Go there. Look at the casual wear. Get some ODI grips.
Go there and check it out, everybody. Husqvarna's brand ambassador, Jeff Emig. Um, 250-wise, Coop's won three in a row. He's stretching out this points lead. We're coming into Millville. Of course, the Martins own the track. They ride there a, a shit ton, fro. Um, but knowing Cooper the way he is, I have no doubt that he wants to win this really bad and show those Martins what's up. I'm sure the Martins got to start getting some points here. I think this 250 class is going to be epic this weekend. What are your thoughts? Oh, I I agree. Uh, I think that the Martin brothers have uh, something to prove. Uh, I, I don't think it's any uh, secret that the you know Cooper Webb and and Jeremy Martin haven't exactly got along well, even though they're teammates. I don't I don't know the inner status of it right now, but uh, the way that Alex Martin has been riding this year, I would say that this is uh, teed up to be an epic epic weekend for the Martin brothers. And uh, if they're going to get themselves back into the championship, either one of them, um, they got to go one-two and one-two in both motos. So I wouldn't count out Joey Savacci. I think that he still has something to say as far as wins and stuff in the rest of the championship. So that 250 class is uh, uh, just what it should be right now. I mean, the intensity level that these young riders have going is just really, really impressive. I wrote about Savacci this week. He has got to get this thing back now. You know, since it, the Red Bud crash was bad and it knocked him, you know, knocked, kept some momentum going from him. And so maybe his Southwick wasn't, wasn't up to par because it's sand. You know what I mean? And maybe he's just not a sand guy and that happens. Some guys aren't great at it. We don't get a lot of practice in America. So, so knowing that this weekend is going to be a great, a big test for Joey, whether that crash, it really derailed him or whether he can, it was just Sam last week that did it to him because um, certainly he's been super impressive and his, his, his stamina, stamina is great. Um, but do you think that crash took, took some wind out of him or do you think it was just sand or will he be back to form this weekend? Well, uh, I mean, I'm not down at the goat farm with him training on a daily basis. And I, haven't really spoke to Ricky about him, but, you know, Ricky, uh, I'm sure that if, you know, the crew down there is you got to be physically tough and you got to be mentally tough. That's yeah. how you how you win these titles. And so, you know, you have to face that adversity and be able to deal with it if you want to be a champion. I would say that right now you could say that Cooper Webb certainly has started to blossom when it comes to uh, – stepping up and being able to uh, face the adversity, um, take it, you know, head on and, uh, and to overcome it. And so, I mean, same comment as last week, uh, Cooper Webb is starting to come into his own and to, to uh, steadily show himself as an elite racer. And I'd say at this point, I expect him to win the title. And if somebody else wants to step up mm -hmm. and uh, challenge him for that or even take those point, the points lead away by the end, then we're going to have a tremendous amount of respect for that rider also. Um, we've talked about how Cooper reminds me and other, others of Bradshaw with his attitude, maybe his riding a little bit. You were teammates with Bradshaw. You grew up with Bradshaw. Do you see that? I mean, I know Cooper a bit. You know, um, I'm not super close with him, but mm -hmm. you can tell. You know, he he definitely has uh, that back east, no nonsense. You know, uh, I, I don't want to say redneck in a derogatory <laughs> term, but redneck in a positive way. Right. Like he ain't going to take no shit from nobody, and that gets him. When something happens, 
and somebody gets in his face, man, he ain't afraid to uh, to roll up the sleeves and and start throwing punches. If you know what I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's 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 what makes all of these athletes when you see their true character and you see you know how they're all different. That's what we love about it. We don't want everyone to be the same. We want to have some individuals out there. And Cooper certainly stands out as an individual with his writing, uh, with his attitude, with his image, uh, and uh, with his opinions also. I'd say that is something that mirrors Damon Bradshaw. He was was, had very, very strong opinions. Mm -hmm. He just was black or white, no... There was no gray area to him, you know? Right, right. So, yeah, maybe it's a little bit of like North Carolina thing, uh, you know, all that. Kind of, I don't know. Maybe that's all Yamaha, sure. North Carolina. So it all kind of works, yeah, works like that a little so. bit, you know? Uh, let's get to yeah. Jack here. Jack, welcome to the show. Or Chad, I should say. Chad, what's going on? You want a question about Colt Nichols? Uh, yeah, I was going to see. Is there, excuse me. Is there something? Uh, is he hurt or something? Uh, it doesn't oh. seem like he's uh, doing as well as I hope he would after a Supercross season. I agree, uh, but you know what? He doesn't have a ton of outdoor experience, Chad. Like um, okay. he wrote, he wrote Costa Rica the last few years outdoors. I don't think oh, that's yeah. a grueling thing. He wrote a ton of arena cross, some supercross. So he's just not an outdoor guy yet, you know per se. Okay. Um, he did well at High Point. That was a good race for him. But I agree, right. it's been kind of you know. Um, where did he? Where did he have that big get off? I mean, it was that was amazing. Was that, was that Lakewood? Last week or two weeks ago? Um. That was Lakewood. Wasn't it just no? within the last month? I don't know. I've been traveling the world, so I don't know which race was when. But it seems like on his Instagram, he had a photo of a pretty nasty uh, crash. So, cool. Um, yeah, I got you. Back, I, so. Time for one more question, Steve? Yeah, go ahead. I was hoping maybe Jeff could be standing tight on this. Um, with riders and the injuries, it seems like when they're coming back, it, it never fails with some of the higher-profile riders. We seem to see videos coming out of uh, so-and-so and how fast they are, or maybe, Steve, you hear from so-and-so that, hey, say Barsh, for instance, he's turning some fast lap times, he's come back from injury, but when they come back, it doesn't ever really seem like they're there. <laughs> Is that all a big show? Uh, or uh, really everybody's fast that, when they're at their, when they're at their private your, track, well, everybody's hauling out. Yeah, that's true. And that's what I'm wondering. Is it is it a big show, or does the team think, yeah, they're great, and then the rider themselves really knows that, okay. hey, Go I'm ahead, Fro. Break it okay. down, Fro. Okay, look, there's a big difference between practicing and testing at your practice tracks or even practice at the race because there's this is where all of a sudden, once the gate drops, it's not just about who can set the fastest lap time, Right. Yeah. That's not. It's right. an actual race, and there's so many more things that come into play that you have to think about mentally, the pressure of it all, and things that you have to manage mentally with the race. And so um, that's why sometimes you see guys' lap times, qualifying time is great, and then in the race, you know, he gets smoked. And some guys, eh, maybe I'll qualify fifth, and then I step up when it's time to get the points and the money right, mm-hmm. and the trophy, then they step up because they can handle that part. So um, riders like Barsha, I mean, I'm, I spoke with Jeremy Albrecht earlier this year uh, before he made his return. It's like, yeah, he's feeling great, you know, and then goes to a race and it's just <laughs> less than impressive. And The and, uh, uh, the man friends are doing the Instagram videos, the teams, are, the, right. everyone's getting the hype going. Um, but like Fro said it, all stops when the gate drops, you know. Um, 
It's a good question, though. You do hear that all the time, Chad, for sure. And I fall for it, too. Like, this guy's flying at the Supercross track. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, oh, this guy was ripping at Milestone. There's like five bumps on the whole track. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, know, uh, you get to the National, and the ruts are two feet deep. There's 25 ruts across the track in every turn. The bumps are two feet high. You know, mm-hmm. like the holes are three feet deep. And, yeah, it's well. Uh, Chad Nichols is uh, Nichols is on Star Yamaha next year, so uh, he's got that ride locked in, and we saw him great in Supercross. So yeah, it should be uh, cool. should be good to see. Do you uh, do you want to fly race in Chess Pro, Chad? You got a bike? You ride? Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be cool, man. Yeah, I got a bike. Ride right. whenever I can. Perfect. Uh, stay on the line. Uh, tits will get your info. Fly Racing Revel Chess Pro uh, for you. So stay on the line, man. Cool. Thanks for the insight. Uh, Thanks, Steve. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate Thanks it. For the call, man. Uh, Dark Side, what's up? Uh, you got a question about Wygant? Yeah, I got a couple questions, but I'll give you this one first. Um, I've been curious, and since Emig's on the line, he could probably answer this. During the broadcast, there's times when Weingant will ask a question of, in the past, Emig or now Langston, you know, like, why does it – he'll almost act like he doesn't know much about racing, like he doesn't ride himself. Is it, Why does he portray that sometimes? Okay. Do you know, does that make sense so, what I'm asking? Ralph- yeah, so Jason Wygant and Ralph Shaheen in Monster Energy Supercross, they, their position is what they call play-by-play, okay? And uh, Ralph used to get a lot of flack for th- this same thing um, because you're like, wow, this guy doesn't know shit about Supercross. Okay, we have meetings. We have tremendous amount of meetings. Our, our our director, I mean, our producer and director, and everyone involved. We share all of the information. Ralph, Jason are experts of motor of of, of motorsports and all that. Jason is an industry insider, being his connection with Racer X. Ralph is a motorsports insider expert. Okay, Speed Sport News and all that. When we are on network television, Fox Network. We used to be on CBS Network shows on Supercross. Motocross is on NBC Network. you got to remember that these are large audiences, okay, and that the reason we're on these, these network shows is to gain new viewers. So when they simplify things, and it seems like, wow, Jason or Ralph, these guys, they don't know shit. Why are they even on the show? <laughs> it's because they're, they're dumbing it down for the casual viewer. Ralph knows the answer to the question before he answers it. Jason knows the answer to the question, but they are play-by-play. So Ralph or Jason or Grant and myself, if we all answered the same question with the same answer, who are you going to believe? Who's going to be more authentic? Grant and myself. Why? Because we have been on the bike, we have won the championships, we are the ones that have been, we've been there and done that. Ralph and Jason haven't. So what they do, their job is to tee us up to answer the question so that it's authentic. Does that make any sense? Yes, sir. I like it. That makes sense. I just, I was curious. Just like, Um, you know, we try not to do play-by-play, they try not to be the color analyst. That's where yeah. the, the the lines cross a little bit at times. Yeah, naturally. I figured there was a formula but, to it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I I loved working. I, I I mean, I've been working with Ralph now ten seasons on Monster Energy Supercross. I loved working with Jason Wygant, the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship. 
Um, I think that they're both perfect for those positions. And uh, they're both two different play-by-play guys. They're both two different uh, uh, personalities. And I think that they're well-suited for the positions that they have. Cool. Thanks, Darkside. Hey, I appreciate it. I was actually Uh, – Grant Langston was out here at Milestone earlier today, so – Got a chance to catch up with him. I was going to try to ride with him, but but I didn't see him when I was out there. So do you do you have him covered? Oh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Who does care? Who cares? All right. Last question for Jeff. I don't care. Last question for Jeff Emig. Emig forty seven. Husqvarna brand brand ambassador. Jeff Emig. This is Justin. Uh, What's up, Justin? How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're good. Thanks for calling. Uh, Hey, no problem. I just had a quick question. I was wondering if when Jeff was kind of winding down the career, um, if he ever had any uh, desire to kind of be the the coach slash trainer like you see Buddy Antonez and um, Nick Way and uh, like so many of these guys just kind of easily transition to that, or did he have his mindset on being the on-TV announcer guy and he's more than happy where he's at and where he's landed? I'm sure he is, but, I mean, did you ever have that desire to be one of those writing coaches and instructors. Maybe you'll have that opportunity with Husqvarna a little bit now, like Jeremy does with. Yeah, Cali, we we know? actually covered a bit of this last week, uh, Fro. You remember I asked you about it? And, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I think deep down, I've always wanted to have the Colorado's position on the broadcast. Uh, you know, which is ironic with my speech impediment and how many problems I had there when I was younger. But my plan throughout the end of my racing career when it suddenly ended May 4th, 2000 with the back injury um, was to be a race team owner. And I was mm. fortunate enough that I could do that for a couple of years and I had sponsorship in place and all that. As far as being a rider coach, uh, like we talked about last week, I've only, I've only really agreed to that one time. I mean, I have helped different riders with uh, some technique things here and there, but uh, I don't really feel that that I'm uh, cut out for that on a daily basis. I don't. I don't. I, I think you have to be extremely dedicated to your athletes, and I just don't have that amount of time with the projects mm-hmm. that I have going. And I think that the guys like Ferry and Buddy Antonez and Nathan Ramsey and the guys on and on and on. Uh, I think that they uh, have a passion for it, and it's kind of uh, bred into them. I think that they're really good at it. So. Um, even though yeah. I do work with the Ricky Carmichael University and I do mm-hmm. some schools on my own, uh, uh, little bits and bobs here and there, uh, being a full-on rider coach for professional riders is not something that I'm interested in. That's a lot of work. All right, thanks, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> sure. a lot of work. It is. It's a lot yeah. of work, right? I mean, you're at these tracks all day. It's like, ah, oh, I don't know. I well, mean, yeah, but, yeah. See, I mean, it's got its advantages. And like I said, these guys that do it, they have a passion for it. It's what... Mm-hmm. It's what drives them to get up in the morning and, you know, get going. And, and, and I love, like, Buddy Anton is a dear friend of mine. We've been friends ever since we were enemies <laughs> back on many cycles. Right. Uh, but he's so good at it. I mean, Nathan Ramsey, what he does with uh, with KTM and all that is just they are so good at it. And I'm like, man, I could never provide that amount yeah. of passion and, and, and dedication to these athletes. So I just stay away from yeah. Hey, when you owned the team with uh, Michael Byrne uh, after you uh, got injured and you, you started being, did you have to put your own money into it, or did it somehow make it to the end with with the sponsorship you had? I think some guys pulled oh, out, yeah. but did you? Yeah. No, uh, I was fortunate that we had uh, the EdgeSports.com 
um, FMF, a uh, lot of really good companies backing us. And even though it, it cost me about 50000 bucks to close the doors. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, still, I still ended up making money. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we had a really sweet deal from the edgesports.com. Um, but, you know, at the time that we shut the doors, they were $850,000 behind in payments. <laughs> so think if they were – I still made money. I yeah, mean, yeah. If 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 everything had gone as planned, man, we had we had some great budget. I mean, we were really teed up to do something really special, and um, we even were working with Steve Astavan and his former company before he was with Wasserman Media Group. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With uh, Steve Astavan and um, uh, and um, uh, the family. Oh yeah. Um, they were representing us. We had a deal on the table with the U.S. Army that was mega. Like more money wow. than what teams get today. Jeez. We had a three year deal on the table that would have had uh, we were so close. <laughs> so, so we were close. so close. We were fro close. <laughs> yeah. So uh but that's something that I really was um uh, ambi- that I had a, a lot of ambition to do. Mm-hmm. It all happened so easy. You're like, shit, this is easy. Sponsorship money keeps rolling in. Flying and then in. All of a, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the dot-coms crashed, and the checks stopped coming, and you're like, this isn't that easy. <laughs> well, you you did get Michael Burns started over here. That's for sure. He owes you, I'm sure he knows, he owes you a lot of thanks. Uh, yeah, Burns is a dear friend of mine to this day. So I'm uh, fortunate that we uh, had the time together. We had Casey Johnson on the team. We had Phil Lawrence. Brian McGavern. Oh yeah, uh, it was Phil, a, that's right. I just wasn't I wasn't mature enough at the time uh, to really understand what 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 was happening either, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after after the dot com crashed and our our money stopped, I'm like, screw this, I don't I don't need this. And I didn't do anything for like five years, you know. Got married, started a family, and then it was like, okay, thirty's too young to be retired. I yeah. need to get busy doing something. And now I find myself at age forty five. Uh, as busy as I've ever been. Uh, I have a great family with Jennifer and Presley and Jagger. Lots of animals, new house, yeah. and uh, lots of lots of great projects. So that's good. Uh, good to hear. Even even when you face adversity in life, you know you sit back and I'm a I'm a lucky man. There's no doubt about it. Uh, all right, well said, uh, Jeff Emig, Emig47.com, Husqvarna brand ambassador, and a regular guest here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show for the rest of the outdoors. Thanks, Fro. Uh, looking forward to a great Millville. Can Eli beat Kenny? And can Webb stave off the uh, Martin brothers? It should be terrific racing in both classes. Um, thanks for your time, buddy. Okay, two words, two last names. Who wins the 450 and who wins the 250? Put me uh, on the spot. I say, I, I say, well, you have to say the same thing. Uh, Roxon and I think J Mark gets it done. What do you think? I'm going to go Roxon and A Mark. A Mark. Okay. All right. That should be good. Yep. Um, perfect. Thanks, Emig, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. See you next week. All right. All Thanks, right. everybody, for listening. Thanks. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB, N-FAB.com, flyracing.com. Jeff Emig, Dan Truman, our guest this week. If we didn't get to your calls, blame tits. Give away a Fly Racing Revel Choose Chest Pro 2. Tits, thank you. As always, you were terrific. My pleasure. And uh, we will see you guys all next week.
Cause